it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. and salutations everyone it's rich wilson welcome to fantasy baseball live or just prospect podcast and today we continue on with number 27 of 30 teams and the los angeles angels and their top prospects uh, i thought it'd be fun let's go back let's go back to 2000 i thought it'd be fun to go, kind of go back and see who their top prospects were back in 2013. So let me go back to the archives, hit the Los Angeles Angels. And back in when I wrote this in note, uh, November 28, 2012, Caleb Cowherd was the number one prospect in their system. He didn't make it. I always thought he would, obviously. I, I ranked him as the number one. Prospect, good bat speed, etc. CJ Cron was number two, kind of got that one right. Turned out to be a decent uh, major league player. Nick Morandi, a left-handed pitcher, never made it. Taylor Lindsay, kind of came up for a bit of a uh, um, cup of coffee. Didn't really amount to anything. Back then, I used stars. Randall Krejcik, uh he didn't make it. He was a two-star coming in at number five. Number six was uh, Luis Jimenez, didn't make it. Mark Sappington, didn't make it. Austin Wood, Travis Witherspoon, and R.J. Alvarez, who I saw a little bit of time uh, in the Major League's right-handed pitcher. So, you know, the Angels, after Mike Trout, they drafted Mike Trout in 2009. I mean, this is as far back as the archives go, so this was written again in 2012. The Angels have not had a great farm system. Uh, why don't we pick another year here? Let's let's just go to 2017. See what see what we can see there. 2017. So again, written, uh, published on January 6, 2017. Jim uh, Jaime uh, Jones, Matt Thias, T H A I S S, Brandon Marsh. Okay, he made it. Well, still hasn't established himself. Alec Meyer, big, tall kid, never really made it. Chris Rodriguez, I always like Chris Rodriguez, but he blew out his shoulder or his elbow, and 
I think he had Tommy John surgery. So almost obviously his elbow was Tommy John surgery. Still think there could be something there. Taylor Ward, number six. Hey, he was a catcher. <laughs> he was a catcher back in uh, 2017. That's pretty interesting. Uh, Taylor Ward's a uh, fascinating guy. He came up and really lit the world on fire and just tailed off towards the end of the season. Nate Smith didn't make it. Jaime Barria. Yeah, I mean, he was on on some uh, on some fantasy teams. Grayson Long, number nine, and Noni Williams at number ten, uh, <clears throat> and their emerging prospect. Uh, some 1970 draftees. Uh, I, I'm hoping that Billy Epler will find a diamond in rough late in next year's draft. He will become our emerging prospect. For now, I don't feel comfortable listing anyone. So five years ago, I wouldn't even tell you who the emerging prospect was. So I guess my point is it just they just haven't had a very good farm system. And primarily they've been a team that have signed big free agency, the Albert Pujols of the world. Obviously, they brought in Shoei Otani. Huge. Uh, I mean, you can argue that he was the number one guy, but he didn't spend any time in the minor leagues. So that's a bit of a misnomer. Uh, Taylor Ward, yeah. Louis Rahifo, uh, you know, I, I know he's listed as a starting shortstop, and we'll get into uh, who I think his replacement is going to be. But the guy, I, I checked, he, he was 500 and some odd plate appearances. He walked 17 times. You, you just can't make it when you walking less than once a week. I mean, that approach is just overly aggressive. Yeah, he's got a little bit of pop, a little bit of speed. I just don't think he's going to hit enough. He is your classic um, utility guy, in my opinion. So, and obviously Mike Trout set the set the um, standard for all-star future Hall of Famers, at least in this period of Major League Baseball. Maybe we're starting to see that switch with Juan Soto. Maybe he leads the next group. But for that period of 10 years, I mean, it's been Mike Trout, probably followed by Bryce Harper. Probably a bit of a gap between those two. And I guess when you have a superstar like that, you kind of start to ignore the fact that they really haven't developed a lot of guys. I mean, C.J. Cron was interesting. Uh, Eventually he got moved and, you know, he can hit home runs. But this year, and I bring all this up because uh, I kind of like their system this year, uh, and I could be going—I could be completely wrong because uh, I kind of like the Houston Astros system more than I have in the past, as we talked about that yesterday. But I do. They did trade for Logan Ohapi, and he is one of one of my favorite prospects in the game. He already made it to the major leagues. I have him as a top fifteen catcher. With some upsides, I think there could be more there. He made significant contact improvements in 2021. And then in 2022, he kept that up. And then the power came to the forefront where he slugged 544, 26 home runs. And just for kicks and grins, he stole seven bases. But he was blocked when he was in Philadelphia because of JT Romulto. No matter, I mean, could they have played them both? Together, maybe a Logan O'Hoppy goes to DH. But teams, the way teams, from a fantasy standpoint, you go, okay, that'll work fine. But from a team construction and the way Major League Baseball teams look at it, the value of a catcher, shortstop, these key defensive positions have so much more value than throwing some guy at 
first base, DH, or left field, which are your least defensive positions. DH is obviously not a defensive position at all. So there's a lot more value with Logan O'Hoppy if he stays a catcher. So they were able to move him. I can't remember who they moved him for. I think it was Brandon Brandon Marsh, who was a plus defender in center field. And, you know, say what you want, Brandon Marsh was on a World Series team. So I think that trade worked. Now, Logan O'Hoppy in five years might make that trade look really bad. But, you know, you have to make those judgment calls when you're going for it. But I like Logan O'Hoppy. I think he definitely has a chance to be, you know, a, a, a number one catcher on a fantasy team. And I think we see a lot of at-bats from him in 2023. Let's, uh, let's go to roster resource here um, and see who is going to be. Let's see who's, who's in their, their catchers for the, for the year. I don't even know. Okay, let's see. Yep, low, roster resource has Logan O'Hoppy as the number one catcher with Max Stasi, who was a decent number two catcher. Um, so former uh, Houston Astros, let's see, hit only 180 last year, nine home runs. So a, a solid number two guy, backup catcher on the team. So again, Logan O'Hoppy, figure out where he's going and uh, drafts, and he might be a guy that you want to target if you decide not to go into one of the top catchers on the board. Uh, let's move on. Actually, before we move on, let's flip over to the NFBC. JT Romulto going one, Varsho two. All the way down, number 18 is Logan O'Hoppy. So if you decide to, to kind of wait on catchers, I mean, a strategy could be Caber Ruiz at 13 and Logan O'Hoppy at 18. Uh, Logan O'Hoppy is going 249th off the board. Divide that by 15. That's, I don't know, 16, round 16, something like that. Uh, you could go Logan Logan O'Hoppy and then maybe follow it up with, uh, uh, you know, a, a Bo Naylor at 22 and then come back with a you know, a, a Carson Kelly or someone like that, Austin Nola, just a kid that you know that's that's going to get it into Bo Naylor's ready. That's probably a little bit too aggressive. Yasmani Grandel really dropped all the way down to pick number 19. But I, I kind of like Logan O'Hoppy, and going in front of him is Christian Vasquez. I like the upside there. Jonah Hines a nice, nice number, uh, low number one, high number two catcher. He's at 16. Danny Jansen, I, I'll take Logan O'Hoppy. And all the way up probably to Caber Ruiz. I think they might be neck and neck in terms of who I think's got more upside there for the 2023 season. And the Cal, Cal Riley, who I think led the major leagues in uh, home runs for catchers. So interesting guy. Anyway, trying to give you a little bit of help there in terms of where you might take him in drafts coming up. Uh, the kid who I think is going to be your shortstop of the future, and I hate using the word of the future because that inevitably means he's not going to be of the future, and that is their first-round draft pick, uh, pick number 13, and that is Zach Nito, N-E-T-O. The uh, 
Angels were extremely aggressive with him when they drafted him in the first round, started him all the way in high A, seven games in high A, and then he spent the bulk of his time at double A and did not look lost at all. Um, so he's a hit first uh, prospect. The th- he's got good speed, so I think there's a chance for him to steal double-digit uh, stolen bases. There is question about how much power he's going to have. The swing's a little flat because, again, he is more oriented towards uh, making contact. So it could be I've got 10 to 15 home runs annually. That might be a bit of a stretch, um, but he could also steal 15-plus stolen bases and, and hit. So kind of in that J.P. Crawford kind of world, you know, it's like a little bit of speed, a little bit of power guy can hit. I think he's probably better than a J.P. Crawford, but I don't see like a 20 home run, 2020 kind of guy. If I were to guess 12 home runs, 18 stolen bases and a 270 batting average. And the fact that um, I got I say his floor's got 280 hit or so I'll put it as a 280. Uh, and, you know, the, the 12 home runs and 18 stolen base kind of guy. It's a pretty decent middle infielder or low-end shortstop. And from a pure baseball standpoint, the guy can really pick it. I mean, he's very athletic, great arm, spent some time on the mound uh, when he was in college. So he's got a plus arm. So I, I he could he could move quickly. Let's say he starts back at double-A. I think all indications would be he starts at double-A and he spends the first two months in double-A and continues to hit because that's what he can do. You can envision him moving to triple-A and then he's just a phone call away. So could be a second-half guy and maybe a kid that you draft as your number 50th player in draft and hold leagues. Let's see if anybody has drafted him. Not a soul. Well, that's under catchers. Let me get a move to... All play all positions. See if anybody has been smart enough to draft Zach Nito. Uh, let's see, not a soul. So you can be the first to draft him in the fiftieth round, or maybe I will be because that's what I think I'm going to do. Number three comes in at Kai Bush, left-handed pitcher, big kid at six foot six, um, huge, um, huge fastball. Had a nice season last year, and it looks like he's starting to develop into maybe a number three starter. Um, he There is some effort in his delivery, so there's always a chance that he is going to kind of fall back to a bullpen role. At six foot six, it's more of a windmill delivery, so it's more over the top. So as an over the top delivery, sometimes you don't get as good of action on your curveball. So, but that's just the style in which he pitches. But at six foot six, with such a high release, it's going to be a miserable. His fastball is going to be miserable to try to lift. So it's he's going to be tough on the mound. Uh, I kind of like him, and assuming health, I think he has a chance to ha- make meaningful starts for the Los Angeles Angels in 2023. Let's take a break. Get back and do the middle. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Okay, we are going through the Los Angeles Angels. We've done the top three. Number four was the uh, Angels' first-round draft pick in 2021, Sam Bachman. I did not like the pick when the Angels selected him. I thought they should have taken um, Kuma Rocker, and we know what happened there. The The Mets took him with the next pitch pick, and then they didn't sign him because they were worried about his medicals, and the Rangers then made him... Was it the second or third pick? It was either the second or third pick uh, last July. Uh, but anyway, Bachman, I see him as a closer. It's a very violent delivery. He's only six foot one, big fastball. So I mean, it's it's definitely a guy that uh, the fastball and sliders is going to get guys out. He's got to develop a third pitch. We could definitely can that that changeup is a field pitch and can be learned. Um, Curveballs generally can't be learned. Uh, you can either spin a pitch or you can't. I, I know you can probably make an argument that ev- everything can be learned. I think you can make a curveball better. I don't think you can actually you either can spin a pitch or you can't. If you can't spin it effectively, you usually move to a slider. So that's why there's so many sliders in the game. But sliders can be a very, very effective pitch. Fastballs, I mean, you can throw the ball harder. You can't. You can learn to throw harder. But if if you're throwing 88 miles an hour, you're never going to throw 97. It's just not going to happen. I mean, of course, there's always an outlier. But throw 93 with a good curveball with projectability. Let's say you're six foot four and 180 pounds. You can project with proper training that 93 mile an hour fastball going to 96. That curveball just getting better and then learning that changeup. So Sam Bachman does not have that size that's projectable, so you don't see any more velocity on the fastball. It doesn't really need it. Slider's fantastic, so he's got to learn the changeup. The problem is, is the delivery. It is an all-out delivery. There's a lot of uh, movement in the delivery, a lot of violence in the delivery, and that usually leads to control problems. That's why usually guys like that become bullpen arms. Could I be wrong? Absolutely. He could become a starter. And if he does, his stuff is, in assuming develops the changeup, the stuff is going to be good enough to pitch at the top of the rotation. So it's a high upside guy and a, and a guy that you know should be owned in all dynasty leagues at this juncture uh, because the upside is high. But if you tell me in five years he's a closer and a pretty good one, that's what I think. 
Number five is Kyrene Paris, K-Y-R-E-N. He's got he's an intriguing player, got some very, very fantasy-friendly tools. He does strike out too much, struck out nearly 30% of the time last season. Uh, plus speed, plenty of bad speed that I think he can grow into 20 home run pop. So it's all going to come down to how much contact he makes, and that is the um, that's the job for the Angels to try to help him figure that out. Got his his uh, ET 2024 just because I think there's still work to do, so I do not see him coming up next season. Also, another option to be at shortstop, though I think he'll probably move off the position um, if. Uh, Nito is going to become the heir apparent there. Uh, Coming at number six is Jeremiah Jackson, a kid we've been talking about for years. Came in out of the the draft. I think he was a second-round pick a few years ago. Huge raw power. Nobody saw that power coming in. And all he did was hit home runs and strike out and never walk. So that's kind of how I've got in my mind who that player is. Well, this year he's kind of started to try to cut down on the strikeouts. And if you've watched his swing on YouTube, you can see a more controlled swing, him trying to get closer, um, shorter to the ball. Uh, And consequently, strikeout rate went from 30% to 22%, a meaningful improvement. He's also working more walks. So he's improving his uh, approach. The problem is last year he hit like 215. And he slugged 404. This is a guy with 30 home run pop. So he's kind of in this no man's land trying to transition his game from a 210 batter who's going to hit 30 home runs to a guy with more contact ability and probably hitting 20 home runs. Uh, and is he going to come out of the other end that kind of player who oh, I think gives him much more upside? I don't know. Um, so that's what we need to find out as we come into the 2023 season. If it's not working, he'll probably just go back to being all or nothing home run guy and try to have as long of a career that he can have and then finish up in Asia. But so I think that's that's what we have with Jeremiah Jackson. Kind of an interesting guy. Who I think is our well, our biggest mover in this system is Edgar Cuero, Q U E R O. And I say, "Hey, you're looking for a sleeper. Here you go." Guy had an impressive season, 312 batting average, a 435 on base percentage, a 530 slug, 17 home runs, 12 stolen bases, 91 strikeouts, 73 walks. I mean, that's, that's it doesn't get much better than that. He's a catcher too, uh, and a, you know, a decent catcher that probably can stay behind the plate. Now, it is the California League, the Los Angeles Angels, at least back when I used to go to the California League. They were the 66ers, and they played in San Bernardino, California, which from Los Angeles, you go up about, I don't know, half hour, and then you go east for maybe a half hour, 45 minutes, and uh, that's where the park is. It's close to where the Los Angeles Dodgers low A uh, club is there so which is the town uh, next door San Dimas or whatever that area is out there kind of miss going to the games out there used to go every season for at least 10-15 games because I was out there all the time but interesting player but remember 
high A, excuse me, the California League is a hitter's league through and through. So we need to see what happens when he moves to the next level and see what he can do there. But it's definitely a guy that I'm going to put on my pref list going into drafts this season. Number eight is Jordan Jordan Adams, J-O-R-D-Y-N Adams. We've been talking about him since the Joe Adele, Brandon Marsh, Jordan Adams uh, uh, trio. Now Marsh has moved off the team. Uh, Joe Adele, I think he's still on the team. I don't even know if he's a – who knows what's happening with him. And Jordan Adams is still in the minor leagues. He's up to double A. Guy's got 80 grade speed. If he came up to the major leagues, would be one of the best, fastest runners in the league. A great defender. He's never been able to hit. Last year, he started showing signs of becoming a better hitter. He cut a strikeout rate from 38% to 22% in high A, which is great. It did spike up again in double A, and so we need to figure that out now. As with Jeremiah Jackson, it looks like he traded power for contact, which I'm totally good with all players doing a little bit of that, but in particularly Jordan Adams' case, because his profile should be hit the ball, get on base, and wreak havoc on the base paths. That's the kind of player I think he should become. Um, so I'm not convinced that he has turned the corner, and I kind of decided, I talked about him last um podcast, and that is Louis Brinson, my buddy, who just crushed my soul in Dynasty Leagues because I got him so wrong. And, you know, it's I talked about him making you know, kind of major improvements when he, out of his rookie year, when he struck out 38% of the time and, you know, had all the tools that you want to try to get to, um, let's see, where do you show minors? Yep. There it is, the minor leagues. Got to call that up. And there it was, 38% strikeout rate, 21 home runs, 24 stolen bases, and 122 games as a 19-year-old for the Texas Rangers in low A. I got excited. Everybody got excited. We hated the 38% strikeout rate, but you love the tools. And all of a sudden, you know, the next year, it's 24 25% strikeout rate. The power and speed's still there, and you're thinking, ah, maybe he's starting to turn it around. But somewhere along the way, his strikeout rate, he was making more contact, but all of a sudden he got very aggressive at the plate. And this is the problem with Lewis Brinson, as I was digging through this. When he finally got up to the major leagues, his strikeout rate spiked back up. So instead of being in that mid to low 20s, it went all the way back up to 29.5, 26.8. Um, there's a good year in 2021 was 24.8. So it was still, a you know, 25% and above or thereabout. But look at the walk rate, 5.2, 5. 5.4, 4.2, 4.5%. Last year was a 5.1% with the San Francisco Giants. You know, I, that's not going to work. When you're striking out 27, 28% of the time and you never walk, it doesn't matter how much power you have, how much speed you have, that is not going to work. And that's the same issue with Jordan Adams. It doesn't matter how good those tools are. You've got to be able to hit. 
And that was, so I focused a little bit too much on Lewis Brinson's contact rate. And I should have focused not only on his contact rate, but overall, his overall hit tool, his approach, his contact rate together. Because they do go hand in hand for the guy to become an effective hitter. And that's the issue that we've got with Jordan Adams. I think next year it's probably boom or bust. He's either, we're going to see the step up that he might be, um, kind of targeting last season and building on last season or double a, as he saw in the first, um, taste of it, strikeout rates going to go back up. If he can't move it down, he's probably not going to make it or never be a full-time regular Jordan Adams. Hopefully that makes some level of sense, kind of comparing him to another very toolsy kind of player. Number nine is Denzer Guzman. Um, He was the 2021 big international signee by the Angels, 18 years old, played in the Complex League, slash 286, 341, 422. Not bad. Three home runs and three stolen bases. He did get a late uh, promotion to to, to uh, low A to finish up the season. Look, he's athletic. There's a little bit of speed. Shows a field to hit. Upside of a middle infielder, maybe, you know, a top 20 type of uh, shortstop. If he moves to second base, it could be more of a top 12 type of second baseman. So a guy to monitor and keep your finger on. Let's take another break, get back, and do the rest of the list. We're at the 28-minute mark. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Number 10 is Brett Carey. Uh, I think we see him in the big leagues next, uh, next season. He is not a big guy. Six feet tall. Doesn't have the big fastball, but high spin rate on everything. 
Um, and good control, walked 2.6 uh, per nine last year. I don't see him as a top-of-the-rotation guy, not even a number three starter, probably more of a number four starter or reliever. But look, he improved last season, even though he pitched to a 446 ERA. Uh, so you know, I think it's a kid that you have to monitor. I write this was I wrote this before you know the Angels signed all their pitchers and I said the Angels are always looking for pitching so expect a promotion to the major leagues but I mean they got a lot of pitching now uh yeah, pitchers get hurt though so I think it's a guy that you need to monitor even for next season Number 11 is Nelson Orada he is uh the 2022 big international signee by the Angels get that can really hit very limited current power, but I think there's enough bulk, bulk and bat speed that as he matures, I think you could see him become at least an average hitter. He was only 16 years old, didn't turn 17 until August. And again, the DSL is a bit of a strange league. I mean, it's a bunch of kids out there playing, but you're 16 and playing in that league. You're still pretty young. And he slashed 311, 446, 439. Um, and he walked uh, as much as he strike struck out. So it's a very, very interesting guy. Uh, number 12 is, oh, I lost my place. Sorry about that. Is Adrian Placentia, right? Yeah, Adrian Placentia. I think it's Placentia. It's P-L-A-C-E-N-C-I-A. So all of you experts in um, saying that, uh, international names particularly spanish names let me know if i got it correct i know i've been to placentia in belize <laughs> so that's what i'm going on that it's i mean it's the exact same spelling at least i think it is uh and that's what they called it when i went there so i'm assuming that's who it is he is a second baseman toolsy got a lot of bat speed he does expand span the strike zone too much now look Pete kids strike out for two basic, well, three basic reasons. One is they don't recognize spin and they get fooled all the time. And they're always out in front of change-ups and curveballs. And they and, and that, if you can't recognize spin, the likelihood of you making it to the major leagues is, is next to zero, if not zero. Second problem, guys, strike out too much, is their swing is long. So... In fact, Alex Verdugo, there was something floating around on the uh, internet today where he was, and during the middle of a game, I think, or maybe it was after batting practice or something, somebody asked him how to hit, and he was kind of demonstrating like his approach to hitting. And look, you can say what you want about Alex Verdugo. He's never had a ton of power, but the guy can hit his short to the ball. So, And he talked about that, like, you know, he's got he's got his, he's in his load, and then he's stepping forward to the ball. That's a short swing. Guys with long swing, as the ball's coming, they're moving their back back, back, and then they're coming forward. That's the long swing. So it's just a natural reaction that you want to hit it as hard as possible so you kind of want to swing back and come forward. And hitting instructors are constantly trying to get the guy to use their wrists, get their wrists really strong so that they can go forward to the uh, to the ball and use the strength of the wrist and the force of the ball hitting the bat to create explosive contact. Um, 
So that's the second reason is that you're long to the ball. The third reason is you expand the strike zone. Either a very aggressive approach, you like to swing at everything, here comes the ball, I'm going to swing it, oh, it's going outside, it's a curveball, I, I recognize the spin, I still want to swing at it, and you keep swinging, you expand the strike zone, and you see that all the time. First one is very difficult to change, just recognizing spin. The length of the swing and tightening up your your strike zone can be learned, can be improved upon, particularly tightening up the strike zone. And that is just getting less aggressive at the plate and letting the game kind of come to you. And that's what Adrian uh, Plachinko's issue is at the moment. He does expand the strike zone. I do like the tools. Uh, it's a kid that needs to be a monitor. Number 13 is a role. Vera, he's, he's been a... Even though he's 19 years, only 19 years old, a lot of guys own him in Dynasty League, so he must have been a you know, fairly expensive international signee. Uh, shows a field of hits, got some speed, rolled over on a ton of pitches, a very high ground ball rate uh, this past year. Wound up only hitting 209, 291 uh, on base percentage, which isn't bad. That's, you know, 90 points on top or 80 points on top of it, but a 281 slug. Ugh. <laughs> That's that's really bad. Uh, even though you're 19 years old in full season ball, a 281 slug is not good. That usually means a guy just needs to get stronger. And that happens, right? And kids can come into their man strength in an off season. Uh, you see guys come in and all of a sudden they, I mean, they might not look all that much stronger, but they've gotten stronger. And um, so there's still intrigue there. I call him a high risk, high reward guy. Number 14 to 15 or more filler guys, Levon Soto made it up to the major leagues, probably a utility guy, a plus defender, probably not really worth adding in the dynasty league. And then there's Orlando Martinez. Yeah, he's, he's probably a platoon guy. He's got some bad splits on there. Uh, but, you know, slash 291, 346, 456 against right-handed pitchers. So there could be something there. Of course, then he... He only slugged 330 against uh, left-handed pitchers. But, you know, sometimes platoon outfielders kind of can be a midseason ad in a, in, in a fantasy league because, you know, your guy gets hurt. And, you know, it could be an effective person for a couple, three weeks. So I throw him out there. He's probably, I've got his ETA next season. So you could see him next year. Fill in for t- Taylor Ward when people realize that he's probably a number four outfielder. Let's take our final break, come back, and let me go through all of these guys one final time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
if I told you the date, it's uh, January 5th, about 6 o'clock in the evening. Um, let's see, I actually turned off the, uh, the House of Representatives quest to find a speaker. Last time I looked, they were on number 10. Yep, let's see. Yeah, McCarthy suffers defeat on the 10th speaker ballot. <laughs> that's what the, that's pretty remarkable. Wow. I, I give him a lot of credit. He keeps, I mean, it's, man, he's got a lot of have a lot of confidence as <laughs> he keeps getting defeated in the entire world of seeing him do it. It is absolutely fascinating to watch all this. Again, this is not politics at all. It's more of a sport. I mean, you're, you, I mean, it's a shame it's happening to something as critical as the running of our government, but it, it, it does happen. So I'm assuming at some point this will resolve some way, who knows? Um, uh, but, uh, that's what's on TV. I can't wait till baseball starts. What is it? Uh, what are we six weeks away now? It's the pitchers and catchers reported. There's a countdown clock, pitchers and catchers countdown countdown i think there's a countdown clock out there yeah spring training countdown.com uh 39 days five hours 35 minutes and 40 up oh, 39 seconds so uh so if we got, we're less than 40 days that's fantastic i'm uh, so excited about the beginning of spring training looks like my spring training trip is going to have to be shifted my wife who comes to comes uh, to spring training with me all the time uh, it looks like she's got a commitment. She's got to go to Washington D.C. and go to. Speaking of this, go go on, uh, go to Congress and uh, lobby for uh, diabetes uh, rights, and because she is uh, one of the um, activists for the JDRF. That's one of her uh, many nonprofits that she supports, and she literally goes in. They have a, a government day there. And people all around the country come and basically go through lobbies too strong of the work. She's not a professional lobbyist, uh, but they go in and present their cases on subjects that are near and dear to them. And this is all sponsored by Junior Diabetes Research Foundation. And they fly her up there, put her up in a hotel and she'll go and um, with a team of other people from North Carolina and visit the senators and the House of Representative folks there and basically try to make their case for whatever diabetes rights are there. It's a very, very cool thing. I'm very proud of her, and she absolutely loves doing it. So she has an opportunity to go to that, and that is actually the week that we were going to go. So she still needs to, she still hasn't found out if she's going to go yet or not. She's been nominated to go. Uh, so we're going to have to move the trip because uh, that that takes precedent over going and watching uh, spring training baseball. So we'll probably go the two weeks prior to that. So that'd be the first week in March, which actually I prefer because we'll see uh, more minor league players playing in the spring training games. Um, usually when you get later in the season, it's more just major league guys playing Though you've got uh, the World Baseball Classic going on, so eh, I don't know, maybe not. Anyway, uh, let's. <laughs> sorry about that. Let's uh, let's review these guys very quickly. Top prospect is Logan Ohapi. Biggest movers: Edgar Cuero, Q U E R O. In the emerging prospect is Nelson Rada. Uh, Ohapi, I love. Um, I would definitely, if I could get him as my number two catcher, I'm all over that. Uh, if I wanted to wait and grab him and a, a Caber Ruiz, I might do that. 
That's my one, two. Number two is Zach Nito. Very intriguing guy. And as I mentioned to Tim, as I'm putting together my prep list coming in for supplemental drafts this spring, I'm fine. I mean, it's a deep draft, but it's not a deep draft for fantasy friendly guys. It's a deep draft for kids that can hit. I mean, that is the skill set. Zach Nito is the perfect guy. Dude is going to hit. Got speed. There's a little bit of power, but he is a hitter first. So he is number two. Number three is Kai Bush, K-Y, second name as in George W. He's a left-handed pitcher, six foot six, 230 pounds, big guy, big arm. Uh, I like the player a lot. I think he has a chance to be a number three starter, maybe a little bit more. Sam Bachman, as in a Bachman-Turner overdrive. If you don't know who Bachman-Turner overdrive is, shame on you. Uh, taking care of business was their big hit. I'm going to say in 74, 73, I remember when I was a kid. I was in third or fourth grade, so I was born in 63, so what are you, 10 years old? So that's like 73. I remember on the telephone with my friend John Macaluso basically talking about taking care of business. and I don't know, singing it or who the hell knows. But anyway, Sam Bachman, not a big guy. Some violence in his delivery. I think ultimately moves to the bullpen. But, you know, they want to try to develop him as a starter. If it comes together, gets that third pitch. He can just tighten up his delivery a little bit. He could be a number two starter. So there's a lot to like. So he's top 100 guy for me. Kyrene Paris, K-Y-R-E-N. Paris as in the city. Um, really interesting fantasy-friendly tools. 2020 type of player. But he also struck out 30% of the time. Jeremiah Jackson, kid with huge power struck out all the time seems to be trying to change his approach a little bit it didn't really work in 2022 let's give him another year and see what he can do uh my my guess is and i'll repeat it it's either going to work or he'll simply punt and become a 210 220 guy with 30 home run pop and see how long he can have his career go out for edward cuero again is our biggest mover q edgar as in uh Edgar Winter <laughs> and Cuero, Q-U-E-R-O, uh, is the last name. Uh, kid that was one of my sleepers in the minor leagues, 312, 435, 530. Uh, again, as a 19-year-old catcher in low A, it's pretty damn impressive. 17 runs, 12 stolen bases. He's a, he's a good runner. I mean, early in his career, might steal a few bases as he gets heavier and, you know, the catching uh, – takes a toll on his body he won't be a runner for for you know much of his career but there's a lot of stuff to like with edward cuero jordan adams j-o-r-d-y-n adams as in john quincy adams uh look this guy it's an 80 grade runner great bat speed he just can't hit it's going to come down can he hit or not he did show some improvement in high A with his contact rate. Let's hope that improves. I'm not sold. Denzer Goodman, D-E-N-Z-E-R, Guzman. A uh, little bit of speed, a little bit of power, feel to hit. Yeah, he was their big international signee back in 2021. Brett Carey, right-handed pitcher. 
I think he's a number four starter. Probably see some time up in the big leagues in 2023. Not a superstar by any stretch of the imagination. More of a, you know, hopefully a low four ERA guy, uh, eight or so strikeouts per nine. Nelson Rada is our emerging prospect. He is the top international signee in 2022. It's a good runner, needs to get stronger, only 16 years old in the DSL and really held his own. Adrian Plachinko uh, is a second baseman, lots of tools, plenty of bats, bat speed. Uh, he does expand the strike zone too much, and that's what he needs to work on. Errol Vera, A-R-O-L, Vera, V-E-R-A. Again, another young kid, only slug 281, needs to obviously get stronger, uh, but has some speed, has always shown the ability to hit a little bit, even though he only hit 209 in low A. Give him a break, 19-year-old. So you're talking a lot of four young, uh, three young kids in the in, right in the row that are very intriguing. And then Levon Soto, and Orlando Martinez are probably part-time players. Soto's already made it to the major leagues. And Martinez may be a platoon guy long-term. That is our list. That is the Los Angeles Angels. Tim and I will be back tomorrow morning recording the podcast talking about the American, let's see, no, the National League West. Uh, Prospect Tim and I have already uh, texted each other, so he's raring to go. I'm raring to go. We'll kick it off at 9 o'clock tomorrow. Probably be two podcasts, so they'll be coming out over the weekend. And then we'll be back doing catcher profiles probably Tuesday, I'm going to guess. Maybe Monday, but Tuesday. Uh, and continue finishing up our fantasy uh, by division, uh, the fantasy impact by division. Just another way to look at fantasy players. I uh, hope you enjoy the prospect talk. I love doing it. Love getting carried away with stuff. Uh, love trying to share or sharing my knowledge that I learned from scouting by talking to players and scout school and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and just love talking baseball. So until next time, be well. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.